Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What kind of headway have you made, Ben, in figuring out just what you have, taking inventory, what you have, what you need, and how you're going to get it? Yeah. Um, I think a good amount, not enough, you know, every day more. Uh, I think once we got past the holidays, we were able to shift our energy a little bit more towards player related work and that included certainly included a lot of you know learning more about our own players first and um, at least for me understanding more about you know our own guys major league and minor league and but also looking at opportunities outside the organization and then uh, last week a bunch of us were in Bradenton with uh, Derek and our major league staff and that was a good opportunity to get a little deeper into the guys that we have and, you know, start to identify some opportunities and get ready for spring training. And um, so there's more every day and uh, turn over more rocks every day and learn more. But uh, and we continue to talk to um, uh, free agents, both at the major league and minor league level, as well as as well as teams. Ben, when you when you look at the, the roster, obviously hasn't changed much yep. uh, since you took over um, and people see that. At the same time, wondering are the Pirates rebuilding status quo? Have you gotten any closer without making some kind of hard declaration or pronouncement to figuring out what direction you'd like to go with this team? Just getting better. I mean, I think that's that's really every day, every every, um, every kind of resource you can imagine, whether it's time, energy, or dollars, uh, will go into getting better, and that is not always a straight line, as we know, and. Um, and but we're going to look uh, every day of 2020. We're going to spend on trying to get better, and uh, that can include player-related opportunities. Can include acquiring players. It may uh, include trading players at some point. Uh, and, and but it also includes a lot of other activity, like you know working with a coaching group and you know looking into our scouting process and um amateur international professional etc throughout baseball operations uh so i wouldn't say that our focus is anything but simply getting better and working to build a winning team well, what's your view on 2020 then excitement um excitement for the group of players that we have um excitement for the opportunity to get to know them even better and hopefully help uh some of them continue to grow their game and um tap into some some skill and see that natural growth and then also excitement to continue to look for opportunities to add talent whether that's at the major league level um through the draft certainly internationally um you name it so um you know we're not you, you know we are we are simply uh we are simply focused on building a team that's got a chance to play meaningful games in september and october and um we're going to just keep marching towards that and you ben you with starting more been generally considered the team's best all-around player the last few years. You've been at least willing to listen to offers for him. Is there a way that you trade him this year and get better? Or would be trading him be kind of a sign of saying, hey, we're going to 
uh, you know, recalibrate here? So I think like if we think about if we think about building that team I described, a team that has a chance to uh, a good chance to play meaningful games in September and October, um, you know, has a chance to sustain winning. Um, we need we need more players uh, with more collective upside. We're really excited about the players we have. We're excited about working with our current players to find ways to tap into more upside, but we need more of them. Um, and those can come from every any direction. It can come from our current minor league players getting better. Uh, it can come from through the draft. It can come through international scouting. Um, it can also come through trade. And so any opportunity we'd look at, whether it involves a current major league player or anyone, uh, would be looked at through that lens. Like we need more, we need to add to our talent base. Um, and some of that will involve, you know, uh, to, to have a chance to get the kinds of players that really drive winning and have enough of them. Some of that will involve at some point taking some, uh, taking some chances on guys, making some bets on guys who are less proven. Um, but may have, you know, more upside even if there's some risk involved. So, um, you know, I, I would say that generally is how we look at trade opportunities, no matter, you know, what player you're talking about. The Blanco, Marte, Archer not here this weekend. Is there anything to be read into that? They're no, not at all. Is that just the way it worked out? No, it's, yeah, yeah, it's uh, not, not at all. Each of them had different reasons why they couldn't be here and made sense to us and they communicated that and uh, you know we were good with that. Ben, since we talked to you last, you signed John Ryan Murphy and Luke Manny behind the plate. Is Jacob Stallings your starter at this point? So I, I'll leave the lineup decisions to Shelty. Um, we're trying to, we went into the offseason certainly knowing that we had to add to the catching group and um, you know I think it's fair to say that we uh, put a, have put an emphasis on um, a group that is going to help our pitching staff uh, perform at you know at the highest level possible. Um, we believe Jacob can be a big part of that. How many games he plays will be up to Shelty and the staff to figure out. Um, we'll, we're continuing to look for more catching. Uh, we expect we'd continue to add to the catching group in some way between now and spring training. Look, you, one of the things we talked about when you came in was looking at the minor league system. Evaluating. Obviously, that can't just be you. There's got to be a lot of people involved. In it. What's your impression? What's the state of the minor league system? Yeah, um, I'm excited about the players that we have and the opportunities uh, that they'll that they'll be to help continue to uh, to help them get better, reach reach new levels um, of performance. I, th I think there are some opportunities to do that. Uh, the, the other thing I was able to do last week in Bradenton was just spend more time on the ground with our player development folks. There was a hitting camp going on and get to know some of the players and also staff and uh, get a little deeper into the process that we're using in skill development. So that's an area that I'm excited about diving into. Um, so I, I'm excited about the players we have. I would also say, kind of to echo what I said before, um, we need more. You know, we need more players and particularly players who, um, you know, where you can see, a, um, you know, the kind of upside um, that, uh, you know, that helps winning teams win games and um, you know sometimes you know if you're if you're buying that on the top end uh, that costs a lot either in giving up prospects or money um, so if uh, it'll also involve us taking some chances on guys who have that kind of upside but you know maybe have some risk risk attached to what does success look like for you in reference to 2020 um, 
kind of go back to what I would say before. I think we want to see um, improvement from our current group of players, uh, improvement uh, in the way that uh, we do things throughout baseball operations, whether it's scouting process in international, amateur, professional, uh, continued improvement in our player development process um, and the collaboration around the player in terms of helping players get better. Um, and then ultimately also improvement um, as we in, in our major league environment in terms of how we're supporting players at the major league level and that involves coaching and use of information and and all those things so um, and I think we can measure all those things you know it's you can wins and losses are a tangible outcome obviously but there's other ways to measure um, performance you know over the course of uh, 2020 and that'll be important that we do that Is there a way to you know, I think you can look at in player improvement. You know, you can look at like what the the metrics that we um, care about and we think are most predictive, whether it's a minor league player, or major league level player, and see uh, progress over the course of a season. That'll be one area certainly. Uh, we can also look at you know our uh, process and identification and acquiring players, and um, you know I think get pretty good objective sort of measure and feedback on. Uh, how we're doing in those areas. Obviously, the more time you have, and as that goes on in the future, we'll get more precise with how we, you know, our ability to measure that. Um, but it's important if we're going to talk about improving as an organization in any of those areas, we also, to your point, have to have uh, find a way to measure that improvement. How much time then have you spent measuring what Gregory Polanco's addition as a healthy full season could mean to this lineup? Um, I mean, mostly my my focus has just been on helping him feel good you know or, or I would say our focus is on helping him feel good feel supported feel as strong as he can um, going into spring training in the season um, the news is you know all been positive he's uh, feeling good we're excited to see him in Bradenton um, you know we've I've seen him I've seen some video and things like that um, but certainly he's got the talent to be a you know a really good player at the major league level a really good player for the Pirates uh, we're going to work as hard as we can to support him in doing that. Because I mean, if you put him in the five spot, that could, that also helps protect Josh Bell. Is that something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, look like you need you need 26 players cooking together to win games, and um, Gregory's got a chance to be a really important one of those uh, 26 players. And uh, we'll we'll keep, continue to work hard to help him in any way we can. Be be at his best, uh, you know, physically certainly first and for, first and foremost. Um, and then from a skill level on the field. Speaking of the 26 players, how different will it be, one, with having 26 close 25, and then as the season goes on, only expanding to 28 as opposed to the 40? Yeah. Um, th yeah, it, it, it presents some, cha some changes, but also and I, think it, I think for all of us probably a level of excitement with that, you know, sort of figure out something new and um, how do we take advantage of that in a way that makes sense for the Pirates, and um, that's certainly something Sheltie and the staff will – be spending even more time on than I am probably, but we'll talk about it a lot. And uh, we've, already, we've already had some discussion about potential ways to use that spot. Um, and um, and again, I think it, it plays into uh, our goal to, to you know be the best we can at deploying players. Certainly, at you know at least for you know that period of time where you have the extra spot, um, you know you can be creative with how you do that. So we want to we want to do the best we can. Now you've had pretty much to kind of dig into that. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, really, really good people throughout the organization, um, people that 
care about being pirates, you know, loyal to the team, hardworking. Um, we've got some real strength in some areas, I believe. Um, and I'm, I say that comparatively, you know, across the league against teams I've, other teams I've either been with or been around enough to know kind of, you know, how those teams stack out. So, um, you know, and, and certainly incredibly welcoming and supportive of me because I've, I've taken more bandwidth uh, from people during this time than probably was taken before just because I've, I've had so many needs. Um, so I've, I've been pulling from people a lot, and so I appreciate, appreciate that. And then, yeah, there's certainly going to be opportunities to continue to get better in those areas too. We've made some change. Uh, we'll continue to, you know, learn about it through 2020 where the other uh, you know, opportunities are. I, I would say uh, in a big picture, it would, just, it would go back to some of the words I probably used in the initial press conference, you know, um, certainly thinking about being player-centered in everything we do. You know, we wake up in the morning, uh, we're thinking about helping players in, in terms of the players we have, um, helping players get better. We go to bed at night, did we help the player get better? Sort of everything in between needs to line up with that in a way that makes sense for that individual um, as, a, as a player, as a person. Um, and then collaboration, if I was going to, you know, use a word, uh, is really driving that collaboration, whether it's in around a player, whether it's in a, a scouting process, or whether it's in acquisition or whatever area we're working on is, is really driving the collaboration between a group of people with different perspectives, different skills, different sets of expertise, um, and really valuing all those different perspectives. Um, and, and, and that exists, you know, those, a lot of that perspective already exists, and we want to lean into helping to make sure that um, all of those are, are weighed and valued appropriately and that ultimately we're doing it together. Ben, you talked about getting more players. Do you anticipate making a, quote, major move before you're going at all? I don't know. I, I define major. I, I think we're, again, focused on opportunities in free agency uh, that, whether it's major league or minor league, that we think either fit um, a need or, uh, you know, present an opportunity, you know, to... Um, uh, you know, to make the pirate help make the pirates better, um, perhaps in some cases an opportunity to use some playing time or um, opportunity at the major league level to help a player grow or give a player a chance to develop. Um, so we're looking at free agent opportunities in all those areas um, and some trade opportunities too. So you know, um, I I would not want to classify or define or even speculate as to what how how you would perceive like the level of um, move we'd make, but we're, sef we're definitely engaged on a number of things. Are you comfortable with the pitching staff? Do you feel like that's a group you need to see on the field to properly evaluate them under your staff? Because that's a group that, I would argue, underperformed last year that you haven't really touched. Yeah, I don't know if it's me evaluating it, but I think it's, you know, I think we've spent a lot of the winter just trying to learn more about the current group and maybe where some of the opportunities are. So definitely excited about you know, getting on the field, not me, but seeing the group, our coaches, our, our support group, and the pitchers on the field working together in spring training and, and excited about, you know, some of the things we may be able to tap into and also understanding that, you know, these are human beings we're talking about and just because you have an idea doesn't mean it, you know, it, you snap your fingers, it happens right away. Um, everything takes work and reps and time and um, but excited about diving into that process. I bet your kind of philosophy or thought on the old regime and what they accomplished here and, and you know, stepping in and sort of like carving a new path versus honoring what happened prior. Like what's that line of demarcation look like for yeah. you and how do you, how do you think about 
That's a good question. I think I think a job, you know, part a big part of a job of leadership is to is to walk that line. Is to is to, um, I would use the word I guess learn about uh, what's happened, uh, where the strengths are, uh, what's worked well, uh, what is sort of native to the pirates that, you know, really ought to stay native to the pirates because every team is is unique, and and who are the people involved in that, and and really make sure that. We preserve uh, the people and the processes and the, and the activities that uh, continue to make sense and uh, will help the Pirates build a winning team going forward while also being really disciplined about not being um, emotionally tied or wed to uh, any particular thing uh, because we've got to get better too. We've got to improve uh, in all of those areas I've talked about, whether it's I identification or acquisition, development, deployment, we've got to improve in every one of those, which is going to involve change. You know, it's just, it is. So, um, so I think it's both. I think, I think, you know, that, that is the job to, to do both and, and get help doing that. You know, it's not something I'm going to do on my own, but I'm going to get a lot of help doing that. And what do you expect the fallout to be from the commissioner's findings on the I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're, you, you have as much information and insight as I do. Um, it's, um, you know, uh, I, I really don't know. I, I would say that, um, I would just say that, you know, uh, I, I, I think I've said this before. I, I believe that the game has always, is now, and should always be about the players on the field and the incredible things they can do individually and then collectively to win games. And, um, we should protect that as much as we possibly can. Has it had any impact on uh, Don Kelly or Oz Campos' uh, status? No. No, none. If I could circle back to Gregory Blanco again, uh, at what point is it in 2020 do you suspect he'll be at 100%? Um, I mean, he's at 100% right now from a sort of health, uh, basic health perspective. That doesn't mean that we wouldn't be cautious going into spring training because. Um, you know, there's one way to define 100% is do you pass a physical? Another way would be to say, like, how ready for and how much game time are you ready for? How much volume, playing volume are you ready for? And that's something we want to try to ramp up uh, thoughtfully. And so, you know, I'd expect going into spring training, knock on wood, no setbacks. You'd He's uh, at full participation, but we might try to um, manage that kind of on-ramp um, a little bit. So that's something that our um, that Todd Tomzik and our sports medicine group and uh, Shelty and the staff will get into more in terms of the specifics of, but um, there's nothing holding him back that I'm aware of from um, having a full healthy season. You mentioned looking at, at needs or addressing needs. What are those? What do you, when you look at the 2020 roster, what, what, what are the needs? Well, we'd still like to add some pitching depth. Um, or? Yes. Both. Both, yeah. Um, you know, I think generally uh, we'd still like to add some outfield depth. And again, it can happen. It, you could, it could be major league, could be could be non-roster. Um, I think beyond that, probably more opportunistic. Just you know, where are the opportunities left? Uh, you know, you can. We have players to start a season. We can have an opening day roster right now if if we want to, but. We'd like to add some depth in some areas, and then we'd also like to continue to look for opportunities where, where we think there's just a way to, there's an opportunity that helps the Pirates uh, short, long term. You have a handful of players who could play shortstop or second. Considering position changes for any of them? Uh, considering versatility, you know, um, and a number of, none of them have already, you know, started that a little bit, but, you know, I know I don't want to speak for Shelty, but I think we um, both agree that, 
you know, part of being able to deploy players really well, put the best team out there, is to is is having players who can do more than one thing on the field and move around, and so sort of less about are you a shortstop and now, or are you a second base now, second baseman now, but just how many different things can you do? And um, you know, there's in some cases it's going to make sense to keep guys in one spot more often than not. Um, but it definitely helps to have guys that can do multiple things. So I would say that it's more of that. It's, you know, kind of learning and, and, and figuring out who might be able to uh, expand their repertoire. Um, but uh, more so than, like, sort of formally moving position. Are any of them capable of playing outfield or center field specifically? Um, I'm sure they are. We haven't talked as much about that with the current, at least guys that haven't done it before. There's some guys that have done it before. But we haven't, we haven't talked about that as much with the current group. But, um, you know, there are a bunch of those guys. Like, the guys you're talking about in that middle infield group, they're, you know, certainly good athletes and, and uh, potentially could do that, but we haven't talked about it. Would you expect to be looking at Colin Moran as a starter heading Brian Hayes? Yeah, no, I think uh, we um, have had good good dialogue with Colin this winter, and he's working really hard. And um, we do see third base in area, as an area long term that you know again to build this winning team, we're you know we're looking for more uh, production defensively and offensively out of third base. So you know that's something he's clear on, and he's working hard. On, um, but we also want to give. Uh, you know, we'd expect that to be a competitive situation where, you know, we want to give some others a chance to uh, show what they can do too. Do you expect to continue to develop O'Neill Cruz as a shortstop, or is he? I mean, he was always kind of a guy that they yeah. looked at as a wild card. Yeah, you know, I haven't really had a, a meaningful conversation with our development group yet about on position-wise on Cruz. We've talked about Cruz, but not in terms of any position change. So that's something. I would certainly expect uh, for now he's a shortstop, and maybe that's you know a long time from now. But uh, having gotten into that conversation, what are, what, are you, what would some of the challenges be with the new three batter And I guess how that affect the team, and then also going forward with baseball in general. Yeah, I mean, I, in terms of like game management and deployment, it's probably a better question for Sheltie or Oscar, but. Um, you know, I, I think certainly from a development standpoint, the obvious thing is just that, you know, it's gonna, uh, there's going to be a value in guys being able to get both sides out, you know. Um, and for the most part, that's a little overplayed because if even if, you know, guys that even sort of more guys have been more traditional sort of left or right, right on right or left on right, left on left reliever roles are still facing a lot of opposite side hitters every year. But... Um, that would just probably increase a little bit. So that skill of being able to get both sides up, both sides out, probably increases a little bit. So we got to think about that from a development standpoint. Um, in terms of the deployment of it and how to manage the staff, it's probably a better question for Shelty. Speaking of, have you spent much time looking into why this team was, where it was positioned at the All-Star break and what happened after that? given that you wanted this team to be competitive and you want these guys to be better? Yeah, you know, it's a good question. I mean, look, you can – not being here, I, I don't know that I'm the right person to ask. I think the, a team wins, you know, the team – you end the year with a certain number of wins, and um, every team's going to have pockets of a season that go better and pockets that don't go as well. And do those just smooth out over time and you end up where you're supposed to end up? Um, or is there, or are there times when um, there's something, there's something more going on, which kind of creates the dip, and 
you know, if that hadn't happened, maybe the, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that if we look at the team, is the way I'm looking at the team is that um, we've got good players. We need to help them be better. We need to add uh, in order to build a winning team. And um, we won 69 games last year. And, um, you know, that's what we're working off of. And um, so that is helps us, I think, be clear on the amount of work that's required to get to the point where we're playing meaningful games in September and October. And we're going to work as hard as we can to do that. All right. Thanks, Ben. All right. Thanks, guys. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 